Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Did you know Wonderful Pistachios is a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids? They are also one of the highest protein snack nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of complete protein, which is 12% of your recommended daily value. The best part is Wonderful Pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, and they are so delicious. They're perfect for enjoying with friends and family or taking with you on the go. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Upswing Fitness, the fitness app that'll be launching mid-October, where I'll be hosting my workout programs. Super excited about that. So stay tuned for more info as that gets closer. All right, guys, welcome back to the Mindset Mile podcast. I have a very special guest today. I have my friend, dearest friend, China Jones, who is a life leadership and business coach. She's a speaker and the co-founder of the empowerment brand, Women Who Warrior. Hi, China. Hi, so good to be on today. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited for what you are going to share with us today. I just little background on China and I, we are actually very good friends here in Santa Barbara, although she's up in Tahoe right now for the summer. And um, China and I were introduced through a mutual friend and it was actually crazy that we didn't know each other sooner because Santa Barbara is actually quite a small town with, um, you know, an even smaller like fitness and kind of women empowerment community. And it was funny. I I thought it was ironic that we didn't know each other sooner. Especially with our names. China China and Asia. Asia. (laughs) I know. When we go places, people are like, are those really your names? We're like, no, just kidding. 
Um, <laughs> no, and so uh, China is, you may, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen her in my stories. We are fit mamas together. We were pregnant together. Our kids are three months apart. And I don't know how I would have gotten through pregnancy without you, to be honest, in 2020, Same. you know, like when the Same. world was shut down. <laughs> Um, at, we did a lot of hikes, so many hikes. I think we, we <laughs> counted the miles or I did one time and it was over like 250 miles that we had hiked over the, wow. over the course of our pregnancy. Like, cause we were going three times a week, like five to yeah. six mile hikes. And it right. just was such a saving grace to have, um, someone who was going through a similar journey and to have someone that also values that active fit outdoor lifestyle. So um, I know China has so much value to add to the show, which is why I wanted to bring her on. So China, I'm going to let you take it away and just tell us a little bit about what you do. Thank you. Yes. And for some reason, what's coming up right now is just this image of our kids who are three months apart, who might get married one day. And I have this photo of Shiloh and Austin at Thanksgiving where Austin has his arm around Shiloh. You know that one I'm I talking know exactly about? which photo. <laughs> so cute. Okay, I'm going to post on my story later today because it's that dang cute. Um, but anyways, yes, I'm so honored to be on here. And also, it's funny because we did all these hikes and runs and everything. And it was during those times that I remember this creation, this thought of you creating this podcast, you would talk about it and we would get all fired up on it because we both love all this type of stuff. And... Um, it's been so cool to see how you've taken this idea and really like taken it to fruition because I think a lot of people talk about ideas that they have and, and then they don't act on them because they, you know, doubt themselves or they just have trouble getting that momentum. Um, and we're going to talk about a little bit of that today and like what to do when you're really having trouble making progress on what you want to do. Um, but a little background about me, I, Spent a dozen years in the wellness industry as a sought-after fitness coach, and the majority of that, I owned and managed my own gym in Santa Barbara, um, and this really landed me the opportunity to work with like hundreds of clients, ranging from athletes and celebrities to executives and soccer moms, and this experience really got me curious about how to facilitate change on a deeper level because I wanted to know how to help people when they know what to do and they have a clear plan, but they're not taking action or seeing the results that they want. So I began training with a former psychotherapist to really understand how to get to the root and make changes from the inside out. And I did a year-long certification program to get Mastery Methods certified, and I hired my own coach to really help me stay accountable to my bigger vision. And I love, I'm still working with her, I love that she doesn't buy into the negative stories that I tell myself or like these fears that are holding me back. And I found that consistently doing my own work has helped me become a much better coach because I've kind of cleared some of my own biases and things so I can really be present. And today my coaching includes not just behavior and mindset, which is really a lot of what you see in the fitness world. And that was the way that I used to coach before. And I am very much like logical, strategic. I'm very, that's like my wheelhouse. But what I love now is like some of these deeper tools. So I'm trained on five uh, modalities and the other three are like somatic, emotional, and unconscious. So just a little breakdown on those. Somatic means like tuning into the physical sensations in your body. So let's say that you 
um, like right before this, I was a little bit nervous and I was getting these, this like tightness kind of in my stomach. So tuning into that and being able to work with it and through it, um, emotional mastery, really allowing your feelings to like come up and out so you can clear them. And then unconscious repatterning, which is becoming aware of old programming that you might have running and then updating it with what is true now. So I found that pairing this kind of inner work with creative strategy is really a game changer because as we grow to the next level in our lives, whether it's career, relationship, financial, this stuff is going to come up. And if you just layer more strategy on top of limitations like lack of confidence or procrastination, you're probably not going to go very far. Or if you do, you're going to feel like you're pushing through a lot of resistance. And when you take the time to clear it, you suddenly get these insights on how to move forward in a way that really feels easeful and aligned. And who doesn't want to achieve their goals with more ease, right? So Today, I work mostly with ambitious women who are looking to up-level personally and professionally without burnout, and I'm really passionate about helping these high achievers reach success while maintaining both the energy to do the things that they love and quality time for the people they care about. Because, you know, becoming a mom, as I'm sure you know, it's really driven that last part home for me. Because I know that I want to be fully present with my son when I'm with him. And I don't want to be feeling guilty that I'm not working or trying to respond to emails on my phone. Yeah, absolutely. And I love um, your the balance that you have struck. Uh, I really have seen you also come into full stride with what you are doing now. And I am so excited to dive in a little deeper to you mentioned inner work. And I feel like that is such a ambiguous sort of like woo-woo word that people (laughs) are like, what does that really mean? So could you just tap into a little bit of what you define as inner work in in your space? Yes. I love that question. And to be honest, I used to think it was really woo-woo because again, I came from this background of being, yeah, I guess like my wheelhouse was very, very much in my head. I still have to kind of catch myself. And for me, that means like closing my eyes and getting out of my head when I'm thinking things through sometimes. So I don't just go into like pro and con lists, but like really tapping into my intuition. And so it was really like learning and applying this that really was a game changer for me. But for me, like how I define inner work is an ongoing reflective practice that increases your awareness of yourself, others, and the situations that are inhibiting you from really making the progress that you want. And so as I kind of mentioned before, like, I think it's really important to clear these type of limitations or patterns at the root. So like these ideas of, you know, I don't have um, enough money or enough time, or I don't think I'm capable, or what if I fail, or what if people judge me, or I'm, you know, these feelings of like not enoughness, because that everyone experiences that. And if you just try to sweep it under the rug, it's going to, like I said, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of resistance around it. And it's so much harder. Um, also even just simple patterns of like, if you find yourself always procrastinating on things or avoiding things, or you're such a perfectionist that you don't actually put things out there. Cause you're like, it has to be perfect. All of those are like root things that we can address to clear those. And then, and then create the strategy. I love having you on this show right now, because I feel like so many people are fully aware of 
what they need to do, or they're like, oh, this is a weakness of mine, or this is a blind spot. And so I can't wait to dive in a little bit deeper and talk about how to address those things. Because I think you're right, when when we pile too much strategy onto a fix, you know, or we think that that's like what the fix is, it, it can be very obvious and in, right in front of our face, but yet we still are like, we can't make those moves. So this is so fascinating. I think this is really going to serve a lot of people who either um, are not reaching their like health and fitness goals or their business goals, or they just feel like they are stagnant in taking that leap of faith with a business opportunity or just branching out to do something uncomfortable. So I guess a good place maybe to start is like, what? give us an example of one of the biggest hangups you find people have that you coach when it comes to taking action. Mm, yeah. Okay. So kind of high level, like I, like you probably are getting this theme now. It's usually just a balance of the strategy and the inner work and strategy is a great place to start. Um, and for some people, that's all they need. They just need to know how to do something and then they go ahead and they implement it on their own. But for the people who are having trouble taking action, I usually start with a little bit of strategy. And then if they still need more, then we can kind of dig in more. But um, I know you're also a big fan of SMART goals and you actually have an episode about SMART goals. So that's a great place to start if you have a goal. And thinking about, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with SMART goals, it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So really taking the time to go through each letter, for example, relevant is a big one. Like maybe you set a goal a couple months ago and then you need to revisit, is this realistic for where I am now? So an example for me was I had this idea, this dream to create Woman Who Warrior and build out this online program and group coaching and whatnot. And then I got pregnant and Yes, it's possible to build a new business being pregnant and having a baby, as you know, but it's also very challenging because you suddenly have way less time and just mental capacity. So I had to give myself a lot of grace with the deadlines that I set for myself. Um, so that can be a big piece. And then I also like to add to the SMART goal acronym, um, add an E to the end, which is emotionally tied. Um, because you need to make sure that you're setting up the goal for you rather than what you think that you should do. And it needs to be in alignment with your bigger life vision. So tapping in like, if I actually achieve this goal, how do I want to feel emotionally? Like, is that strong enough? Like, what is this, this really about for me? And making sure that you have both the emotion and the alignment is going to help you have a really strong why, which is going to carry you through the momentum because the stronger that your why is, the, the easier it is to figure out the how. And then the third piece here is really like once you have made that aligned, clear goal, you have to break it down with a roadmap on how to get there. So that's like identifying what are the big needle movers and how do you chunk things down small enough so you'll actually follow through on them. So there's um, like a, a story analogy of this professor who has a bucket and he fills the bucket with rocks and he asks his class, is the bucket full? And it's full to the top of big rocks. And they say, yeah. Then he puts pebbles in there. He pours some pebbles in there and it kind of fills in all the spaces. And he says, is the bucket full now? And they say, yeah. And then he pours sand and the sand fills in all the spaces in between. 
is the bucket full. Yes. Finally, he pours water in there. And each time he asks if it's full and the, and the class says yes. And so I like this analogy because if you were to start with the sand or the, you know, the water and then the, like you do it in reverse order, you're not going to be able to fit all of the large rocks in there. So when you're working on your goals, you want to make sure that the big rocks or the needle movers are how you're prioritizing your time. Because a lot of people, and I get this, I have one client too, she's always like, I'm stuck in the sand and the pebbles. I can't do the rocks. And it's like, she's aware. So so sometimes it's just like bringing yourself back to, okay, what's actually moving the needle? Like mm-hmm. if I want to lose this weight or if I want to you know, start this business, like what do I really need to focus on rather than just being like, oh, I need to make the perfect website because that's not as important as maybe like generating clients, for example. I love, I love that analogy. I think that is like such a great way to look at and prioritize goals in terms of moving forward. Because a lot of times we tend to make ourselves busy with things that we know we can get done, but are not necessarily moving us towards, you know, that next version of ourselves or our business or like take, like you said, moving the needle. So what do you, how do you coach people through some of the guilt they may have around not really gaining traction? You know, like maybe they are kind of working on the sand and the pebbles and they know that, but they're feeling really like guilty and they can't move past that. What are some techniques or ways that you help people move through that? This sounds counterintuitive, but it's, really about like learning to embrace the resistance or the blocks or really just get curious around them. So that's where the breakthroughs happen rather than thinking if I'm coming up against this block, whether it's again, you know, confidence or a behavior that you're doing that's a negative behavior, rather than feeling guilty about that, it's like just get curious and lean in and be like, what is, what could I learn from this? So you know, even just thinking about for you, Aisha, like what are the things that maybe some of the things that you're most proud of having done in your life? Yeah. So, I mean, the first things that come to mind are having my daughter, um, mm-hmm. running my marathon. Mm-hmm. I I would also say starting this podcast and, yeah, you know, continuing yeah. the obvious one because I had this right. idea for a long time before I actually had like started it. And also building a successful health and wellness business. Yeah. And so like, were those things easy? Let's start, let's start with the podcast. Was it easy? Um, there were parts of it that felt easy. Like the, the creation part excites mm-hmm. me a lot. So that, that was very easy where I was getting caught up and felt impossible to execute was the logistics. Like, okay, how do I edit and record a podcast? How do I get it to upload onto Spotify and Apple? Like the engineering of it, I'm just, that is like not my wheelhouse at all. So um, I did feel like, how am I supposed to actually get this done if I don't know how to do all of this? You know, it, right. it was a Right. It was so a that's like, oh, I, I don't know how. I don't have the experience. Yeah. So rather than letting those paralyze you and not starting the podcast, which maybe that did delay you starting the podcast. But then once you like sat down and really got clear and got specific around, okay, what are these blocks about? Well, I literally don't know how to do this. What are my options? Well, I can 
do the research myself. I can hire someone else to do it. Like you ended up hiring a company to now help you to put this all together. And it's like, you can really focus on your zone of genius, which is, you know, sharing the powerful message and words that you have with your audience. And you don't have to worry about all the tech stuff, which is time consuming and stressful for you. So I think that's also exactly why it's so rewarding for you to have completed this is because you overcame those hurdles. So kind of shifting, you know, your mindset for those people who are feeling guilty about it is like the resistance or the blocks are the way to exactly where you want to go. Yeah. And, you know, growth involves getting uncomfortable. And so like really kind of shifting that mindset around that and, on the strategic level, you can revisit your goal, go through your smart format and make sure like, is the goal still clear and aligned? Do you have a strong why? Is it still relevant? If you were to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, how important is this for you? If it's a seven or under, you need to either reevaluate what would it take to be an eight or higher, or you need to release it and just be like, I'm not going to do this. This isn't a priority right now or reschedule it for another time. And make sure like your are your timelines realistic with your current reality. I love the quote and I kind of make it my own, but it's like we overestimate what we can do in a day and we underestimate what we can do in a year. So, you know, adjusting your timeline does not mean that you're failing. It just means that you're being realistic. And so, like a, a client story that I think proves this point is I was working with this brilliant service provider. And she had this vision, this big vision to create an integrative platform to help mothers, new mothers. And I was just like, oh my God, this is incredible. This needs to happen. I love it. But she was also working full-time and had her own private practice. She was overwhelmed. She wasn't really making any progress on this this vision or this dream of hers. um, And she was frustrated about it. So when we started working together, we really dialed in, okay, what What is a plan to build out this online program that she had to share her expertise, knowing that it would fit into this bigger vision of making uh, an online platform that had multiple providers in it? But we just started, chunked it down so it was more specific to her. And, you know, she's similar to you and I. We're both number threes on the Enneagram. We're like high achievers. We love like accomplishing stuff. Same way. And she wanted to build this out without burning out because her old pattern was to just go into tunnel vision and kind of neglect her relationship and neglect her personal life and her health and all that. So we made sure that she was realistic with the timelines that she set and made sure that she chunked down the actions small enough so that she could be continuously moving things forward, but then still having time to focus on, you know, her personal life. So yes, it took longer, but sometimes, you know, we set this this idea in our head of like these timelines of like, oh, well, if I work on this, I got to do it in the next three months when really it's like you get to decide your own timelines, right? So it's like, what's more important to you? Keeping a little bit of like harmony and balance in your life as you go forward towards this or really just like, you know, going into hustle mode and neglecting all the rest. And there's no right answer, but you got to really figure that out for yourself. Hey guys, my sponsor, Get the Tea, has a unique selection of organic, non-GMO supplements and teas made right here in the U.S. Their teas are for cleansing your gut in a very gentle yet effective way. 
They have formulated just the right blend of natural herbs that will clean your body and help keep your colon healthy. And they've given their website a makeover to make ordering a lot easier and user-friendly. For September, if you order the code ZAZA32, you'll receive a bottle of their Alley Beat supplement for $32. This product has stabilized allicin, beetroot powder, D3, zinc, and vitamin C. It's great for maintaining blood pressure and boosting your immune system. You can get it on sale during the month of September for $32 if you enter code ZAZA32. Go to getthetea.com. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When faced with a challenging season in life, it can be hard to train your brain to get into problem-solving mode. I've needed the help of therapy before to help me realize solutions I couldn't see when I was in a fog, and it was the best help I've given to myself. Lightening the load of stress helped me feel more like myself and get back to a more level-headed place. If you're thinking of trying therapy, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. BetterHelp is offering 10% off your first month just for Mindset Mile listeners. Visit betterhelp.com slash mindset mile. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash mindset mile. That's huge. I think a lot of people struggle with this because time is is elusive to anyone else that is not on our path or working towards building out anything, right? And so we often use this like arbitrary timeline to measure where we're at in our progress. And it that can become really frustrating because more times than not, I think you will always look at how far you have left to go instead of how much you've done or how far you've come. And that really can steal so much joy from the process of building anything that has substance or that matters. You know, I felt, I mean, I even felt that way about the podcast because I had the idea before I got pregnant with my daughter, Shiloh. This was at the end of 2019. And I was like, so gung ho about the podcast. I started writing, I was like, I'm going to have this podcast and it's going to be 30 episodes. Like the first 30 episodes are going to be a challenge. And I wanted people to have this experience of what I went through in training for my full marathon, that it was about showing up to take messy action and not worrying about how much I did, but that I did period that I just did something, you know, whether that was walk or run one mile a day. And when I found out that I was pregnant, I felt like, oh my gosh, like that, that was it, that, that ship sailed. I guess I'm never going to have time now or the capacity, you know, energy wise or brain wise to, to do this. And it, it really like upset me because I felt like, I felt like that was it, you know, but I'm like, why, why did I feel like it needed to happen? Like before I had her, um, I, I really didn't. It was always sort of this like back burner thing while I was going through pregnancy because I was just like on the struggle bus too. I was not in a place to be talking about mindset or so I thought. Well, and yeah, and I think also like when you're in it, when you're in pregnancy and you're having the brain fog and you kind of are like, when is this going to end? Am I ever going to get back to where I was? Yes. Am I ever going to have the creative time to do something like that? And so it's hard to 
to believe that that's possible. And I remember too, before pregnancy, I was like, I have to have everything really dialed with my business and I have to be real, you know, it's like you feel, you set these parameters of where you need to be in your life. Mm -hmm. And when you just like take a moment to be like, wait a second, who's making this timeline? Right. It's me. Totally. And I think for someone that is not like, you know, dealing with a timeline of pregnancy can also probably relate if they're going through a season of like burnout or um, other stressors in life too, where they feel like, gosh, I guess like I'm never going to get those creative juices back. Like I, it's really hard to imagine yourself coming out on the other side when you're kind of in the valley and you're feeling the way when you have like bad feelings, it can feel like that's just how it's going to be forever, you know, but slowly, if you just like keep taking action towards it. I mean, it's crazy to see how it might feel slow, like on our end, but like how quickly things can grow. Um, yeah, is I think it's remarkable because you always will look back on it in hindsight and be like, gosh, that year went by like a blink, you know, when when you were going through it, though, it was just like dragging on, it felt like you were not making progress. So I, I think talking about time and timelines is just so important to remind people to just be really mindful of the way you consider how much you're doing and in what scope of time, because it's really just irrelevant. Like you have the rest of your life if you wanted to take it. And what, what matters more doing it or doing it like in this calendar year, you know, I think that that's always like such a refreshing reminder. And, and I mean, even like you said, with the people who are just starting your mindset mile and or who just, you know, do the 30 days, that's like exactly what you're teaching them is just doing something every day. So you, maybe you're not exactly where you want to be. Maybe you're not running. Maybe it's like you want to run five or 10 or 20 miles a week. Even just doing something every day, even getting out the door, going for a walk is better than delaying it and being like, well, I'm not there yet. So I'm just not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. I always find myself feeling much more creative and inspired and in a positive mindset when I am doing literally anything. It's like in those moments of stillness where I'm like dwelling on what I haven't done yet or haven't done yet by now that I start to feel really like bad about my progress. So I'm just such an, I know you are too, like an advocate for just like movement in Mm -hmm. physical activity. But I think this like totally applies towards just like taking action towards literally anything that you want to do. So give us an example of how you might coach someone make a habit of becoming aware of those thoughts. Because I think that there's a level of, it's almost like a third person or like an out-of-body experience to be like, wait a second, this is a negative thought. This is an old, like way hardwired thought that's happening. I need to, you know, identify that that's it. And I need to like reroute and take this other course of action. I feel like that can be really hard to call out your own blind spots. So is there something or like advice that you can Mm -hmm. give to people to start becoming aware of those thoughts instead of letting them run amok? Yes. So I think you bring up a good point. Like most of us either identify as the thoughts, like being reality, or they judge the thoughts. And that's that's really where like we talk about the resistance or the blocks. That's where they come from. But when you wake up to these thoughts or patterns, they change. So I like to use the analogy. I was talking to uh, a client the other day, and she is in marine biology. So 
I was like, okay, you know, when you're scuba diving and you have like, imagine those big, like kind of circular masks, when you're scuba diving, you're just looking through your mask. So you only see what's in front of you and maybe just like a tiny bit of your periphery. But if you take, so that's like basically you living in the thoughts and believing that they're real. Like I just don't have what it takes to create a podcast. But when you take your goggles off, suddenly it's like you can see 180 degrees or even 360 periphery. And that's like seeing what's really out there in life and like potential. So um, I think it's less about the belief that those negative thoughts will go away because anytime that you're growing, you're going to have doubt or, you know, fears or hesitations, things like that. So at any level of life, if you are living a growth mindset and challenging yourself and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, you're going to experience the thoughts, but it's more about us beginning to recognize them as thoughts versus truth and then starting, you know, to question them. So like when I, um, working with a client, I usually will go straight to the root and, and figure out, okay, what is the block? Why is it there? What is the wisdom that we can get from it? And then how can we work with the block and still move forward on our goal? So my advice would be start paying attention. Like anytime that you're hearing what you'll probably hear referred to as like the inner critic. So anytime you hear the negative thoughts, they can sound like, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not experienced enough. I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not disciplined enough or no one's going to listen to what I want to say. Everything's already been done. Any of those thoughts, like give yourself the pause first and be like, oh, that's a negative thought. That's not reality, right? So like just starting to first just recognize that, have awareness and then get curious. Like, what is that about? What is that thought about? You know, if, if this negative thought was just trying to get your attention, what does it really want for you? So I had um, a gal who was really wanting to step into her leadership at work and she wanted to become the VP at her work. And she wanted, she knew that that involved really like leading and taking on larger projects, but she kept kind of staying small and like second guessing herself and not stepping up to the plate because she was doubting herself. And so what she heard in her mind is, well, I'm not experienced enough in this industry to lead the team, even though that's like exactly what she needed to do to step into this leadership role. And so, you know, we kind of just got curious, like, what does that part of you want that is making you question yourself? And when she really slowed down, she was like, oh, okay, that part of me wants to make sure that I do a really good job. I thoroughly research the project and I'm really prepared so I can show up confidently and so I can show up as the leader that I want to be. So once she realized that, then it was like, oh, okay, now I'm going to fully prepare, do all the research, like figure out what are the things that I'm least confident about and then research those things. So I suddenly create that confidence and be prepared and show up at my best. And then I can move forward in leading the project and like stepping into that leadership role. Oh, that's such a great example. And something really powerful that stood out to me about what you said is just pausing. Um, I was actually just Mm -hmm. having a conversation. I feel like I want to create an entire episode around like there's power in pausing in so many instances in life. And I think when we are questioning our own inner critic, just pausing to be like, is that true? Like, 
and then question it, you know, but like, you do have to take a moment to realize that you're having those thoughts, because if not, then yeah, it's going to, it's like, you're living out of your scuba mask. Yes, (laughs) totally. You can't see anything else. You just see your little tunnel vision. Yeah. You know, and your brain is going to automatically look for answers in which you ask it questions of. So if you're like, gosh, like I just, you know, I suck. I don't have what it takes. What do I, who do I think I am to step into this VP role? Your brain is going to give you answers that seem like they are true from pulling, it's pulling from your doubt, you know, but, but I think usually it's, I like to call it like you're either future tripping, like creating stories that haven't even happened. And often they're worse than they actually turn out to be, or you're, you're digging into previous like history and experiences that you had to fabricate this idea or this thought. But like, if you really slow down and like you said, pause and question it, oftentimes it's like, there's no other evidence other than what's in your mind. Yes. That's true. Evidence, like look for the evidence, become a detective of your own thoughts. I think that is like so powerful is looking for evidence because often I think you will actually find evidence that you are qualified or that you are capable if you're asking yourself, you know, to look for it. It's just that we doubt and fear just play such a big role. It is oh so, so hard to like watch someone go through that because you're like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. So how, you know, I think with, we'll kind of wrap this up with maybe you can give us ways that someone can forgive themselves for having these patterns for so long. I think like what I kind of see is that people, they they come to this realization like, okay, yeah, this is how I've been operating for so long. And then it's kind of hard for them to like move on to their new version of themselves because they're like, Wow, it seemed so it seems so obvious now that I was just being so hard on myself or I was not giving myself enough grace or whatever the situation is. Is there any ways in which you coach your clients to move on with like forgiveness where they can truly close that chapter and like grow in the way that is is best for them? Yes. So I know that we had kind of like chatted about this a while back um, when I was back in Santa Barbara. And I think that forgiveness piece is really powerful. And it's something that, um, you know, can be really helpful to be guided through it the first time because sometimes it's, it's hard for us to like make the turnarounds and, and like change the verbiage to make sense. But I'm going to share kind of high level, you know, what some of my clients do like after getting that. But First, I just want to talk about forgiveness. So there's a process um, called compassionate self-forgiveness that is originally from the University of Santa Monica. And I learned this process in the Institute of Coaching Mastery. And I just absolutely love this tool. Um, But I want to preface it with like, there's a big misunderstanding that forgiveness um, means that if you forgive someone, you're saying that what they did is okay, even if that's yourself. And then it's more likely that it's going to happen again. But the truth is like forgiveness or forgiving a behavior or a person are two different things. Forgiveness is really going to allow us to free us of our past and help us feel lighter and more present and resourceful to create the change that they're wanting. So it doesn't mean that you're condoning the behavior. It just means that you're no longer going to be using as much energy being against what happened. It's like 
you know, if you're, if you're holding this grudge and you're thinking about it, that's so much more energy when you're just like, okay, that's the way it is. I forgive that. So it's a way of saying that that person or situation no longer has power over you. And it's also about forgiving ourselves for, you know, any sort of judgments that we had against ourselves and other people and the situation. So we do self-forgiveness because any judgment that we have is going to hurt us. So an example using forgiveness, and for those of you who are listening to this, I'm just going to assume that you have done the 30 day challenge for the mindset mile. So we'll use that example. Let's say that you, you set out to do the mindset mile, the 30 days, and you're going to walk around a mile every day for 30 days. And as you start getting into it, maybe the first week you do all seven days and you're like, yes. And then the second week you do six days and the third week you do three days and you're starting to feel down with yourself. And you're like, man, I just, I'm so frustrated with myself because I thought I was going to get all 30 days and I'm just not like following through on my plan. So what this could look like is using this process. A lot of times if I'm not coaching someone through, I'll, I'll suggest that they do a free form writing exercise. So rather than them vocalizing it to me, they'll be processing it verbally. So you might decide to write like, okay, what am I most upset about? And in this example, it would be not being consistent with doing my daily mile. What are the feelings that come up for you around this? So maybe that's frustration, sadness, disappointment. What are the negative thoughts or beliefs that are coming up for you? So maybe that's, um, you know, I'm just not disciplined enough to create lasting change in my life or I never follow through. It's so easy for everyone else, but I never, I just can't do it. So just write out like the more that you can really be raw and real, the more powerful that this exercise is for you. And that can in include any thoughts that you have about, again, yourself, other people, the situation. It could be like, well, my, it might be easy for Asia because this is just like, she's just naturally fit and, you know, everything is easy for her, but I'm different. And this mm -hmm. is hard for me because I have, I don't know, seven kids, right? So um, you'll just write it all out. And then you go back and you circle, which of those beliefs is the most triggering for you? And then that's the one that you would work with through this. So you would use the, the phrase, and there's a couple of different phrases, but just for today, I'm going to use this one. So it's, I forgive myself for the judgment that whatever the judgment is, and you want to make sure that you're forgiving yourself for the judgment around it, not what it actually is. So rather than saying, I forgive myself for having no confidence in myself, it would be, I forgive myself for judging myself as not having confidence. Mm. So in mm -hmm. this example, it'd be maybe you say, I forgive myself for the judgment that I'm not disciplined enough to create lasting change. And then you say, okay, what is the actual truth? So the truth is, and then you write out, what are examples of what's really true? So that could be, you know what? I have a lot on my plate right now. And I really, in order to prioritize this, I need to take some other things off my plate because it's just not realistic to think that I can do this when I'm also... I don't know, doing X, like, y, a, yeah, yeah, X, Y, Z. Like I have X amount of kids or I am crunched with this like work, um, deadline or whatever it is. So just really getting clear on what is really true for you. And I usually have people do the forgiveness three to five times and just pull different beliefs that are coming through often as you start, then other things will drop in. So maybe it's, 
the next one could be, I forgive myself for the judgment that me not completing all 30 days of this challenge means that somehow I'm less of a person. And the truth is the majority of people probably don't hit all 30 days. And this is really meant to motivate people to do their best, but not make them feel bad for what they do, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. 12 days is better than zero days. So really just getting curious and finding other reasons of what's really true rather than buying into that belief that that might feel really triggering for you. So once you go through this process, and I usually like to make sure that you do at least one about yourself, one about the situation, and one about anyone else involved, um, three to five total, then you'll get some new insights or downloads. And from there, once you kind of get that, it's like, okay, shifting your perspective, then what is an aligned action? One thing that you can do in the next 24 hours to really create momentum on this goal. So an example of that, and again, chunk it down small, make sure it's, it's actually doable is like, I'm going to schedule 20 minutes in my calendar tomorrow to really look at my week and block out when are the times that I can get my mile in for this next week. And I'm going to give myself a little bit more grace of what's actually realistic. Maybe instead of 30 days, I make this a 45 day challenge for myself And I just commit to a minimum of three days a week or a minimum of five days a week or whatever feels real and true for you. Or maybe you do two miles in one day and you listen to two episodes. Like you get to decide what that is. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And I'm actually, um, I'm going to be, I have a process that I'm making for you guys. And I'm going to, I normally just would give it to my clients, but I'm going to give it out to the Mindset Mile audience. So Ooh, awesome. Well, we are going to include that in the show notes because I'm sure people are going to be so excited to, is it like a document or like, is it a PDF? A PDF. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. So it is basically like to help if you feel like you are feeling stuck or you're like having a lot of those negative thoughts is how to kind of go through that process so that you can, you know, move into action and start creating some momentum. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I'm sure so many people are going to benefit from that, just doing it on their own. And what if someone would like to work with you? Tell us where we can find you on social media, where we can find you online. Okay. So there's a couple different ways that we can stay connected. So if you're just wanting to like dip your toe in and test the waters, um, I offer online workshops and corporate talks around topics like goal setting, career fulfillment, procrastination, overwhelm. Um, And I also co-facilitate events in Santa Barbara with my business partner, Randy, and our company, Woman Who Warrior. Um, So you can check us out at womanwhowarrior.com or on Instagram, it's women under slash who under slash warrior. We have taken a little break this summer just because I believe in like Sometimes you got to take things off your plate and focus on, you know, other things. So we, we've taken a pause with our social for uh, the summer, but you can also sign up for a monthly mailer and that has like empowerment content and events and things like that. Um, or if you want to email me, China at chinajones.com, uh, if you're interested in setting up any sort of speaking engagement or event or thing like that. Um, or if you let's say you're going through this process and you rate your goal as an eight or higher and you're having trouble making the progress that you want on your own and you're wanting to shortcut or streamline the process, I do have limited spaces for one-to-one coaching 
And because I know how life-changing just one powerful conversation can be, I'm going to gift a 90-minute breakthrough session to the first three people who fill out an application through the link in my Instagram bio, and that's at Coach China Jones. And it's really an opportunity to go deep so you can experience the power of this work yourself and you can get support with any challenges that you've had so far so you feel really clear and inspired with next steps. And um, for anyone who might be listening to this later and just want that tool that you can use on your own to move into action, you can just shoot me a DM at Coach China Jones on Instagram and I will just send that tool right to your inbox. Amazing, China. Thank you so much for bringing all your light and all your knowledge. And you, I mean, it's very clear that you are so passionate about what you're doing and helping other women break through their their own barriers and their own selves. So I love that. I'm all about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was so, so fun. And also I miss you. And I, I miss you too. <laughs> Get back here so we can start running. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, China. We'll talk to you later. This show is produced by Upstarter Pods, a podcast production and management team that can launch your podcast, edit everything for you, manage your show, and coach you through the entire process. I consider them my arms and legs of the podcast so I can use my biggest strength, my voice. If you want to launch a podcast or need help managing your own, go to upstarterpods.com or head to Upstarter Pods on Instagram to set up a free call with Chase to see if it's the right thing for you.